Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Adam, Rachel, and our special guest, Kelly, who is an agent with Bain Street and More Travel and a graduate student at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Now, you may recall we had Kelly on a couple months ago when Galaxy's Edge opened up at Walt Disney World, and she talked about the land from an artistic perspective. And we wanted to get her back on because today she went and experienced Rise of the Resistance for the first time. It just opened today. We wanted to get her take on it, but we wanted it to be spoiler free because from what I've heard, there's so many things that you want to surprise, you know, you don't want Mm -hmm. to know about before you go on. Yeah, I'm really trying to avoid all YouTube and Facebook videos, but it's so difficult. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I'm trying, I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to see it until I see it for myself. Okay. Before we get started, can you tell me just basically what the whole premise of the ride is well not to not to you know be condescending to any of the listeners but the the rise of the resistance against the first order um is really the overarching theme on this and if you haven't seen the movies if you don't know anything about star wars you can go on this and like completely understand what's happening so the rise of the resistance so the resistance is the bad guys i mean the good guys the good guys guys. yeah so so basically even if you've never seen the movies you know good versus evil and that's basically you're in there and you're the good guy right you're the good guy yeah that's the that's the that's the plot okay all right well, Kelly, how was it today? <laughs> it was so crazy. So I I kind of knew a little bit going in just because the program I'm in, you hear rumors and you kind of see um, concept art and you, like, I, I could kind of figure out some of the stuff that was going to be there or I thought I, I thought I could, uh, but I had no idea. Like I, I had no clue what I was in for. Um, I can tell you the start of my day, we called up to the front desk um, at one of the Disney resorts the last night and we're talking to them. We're like, Hey, so, you know, we're wanting to get to the park. What time does the, um, the car park or the uh, parking lot open? And they said seven, which was not true. And they sa- said that the buses would start running at seven fifteen, which again was also not true. And they said the park didn't open until eight, which was also a lie. But we got in at 6.45 and um, automatically we jumped on to get the boarding pass, like the virtual queue that they had. And that was cool. Uh, but we, at 6.45, were already in boarding group 54. Wow. And they were just boarding 10 through 20. Now, do you know how big these boarding groups were? I've heard like eight different sets of numbers. So anything I tell you guys is okay. going to be way off. I can say that when we got on or like when we when we first started it was 38 through 54 was our chunk of people that were able to go through and um I timed every section of it so I can give you guys a pretty accurate representation for what it looked like today. What it looks like tomorrow and down the road, who knows if these numbers are going to be accurate. But um Walking through what's going to be the queue, like the actual queue, 
until we got to the actual like place where we had to stop and wait in a line was like three and a half, four minutes waiting in a line before the different sections of the experience was 11 and a half minutes. It was, oh my gosh, from Liza, by the way, there was very little spray foam. So you oh, don't have to deal no with that. Oh, no insulation, exposed yeah. insulation. Okay, great. Good to know. I'm glad you thought about I thought I would me. let you know. I did. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think I've noticed any of it. There is part of the of the queue where you're standing there and you're like, oh my gosh, it's really cold right now because the rest of it's actually very warm which today was a, a pretty chilly day in central Florida. But I'm like, oh my gosh, where's this air coming from? They had made the walls curved. So across from it was the air-conditioned vent. And it went across the ceiling, hit the wall at this curved spot, and went down to the people that were standing on that side. I don't know that they necessarily did that on purpose, but it was very welcome because I was like, God, it's getting really hot in here. Or maybe I'm just like really stoked right now. But um, that was that was a nice little addition. And there's there's stuff kind of breaking up the monotony of just standing in a queue, staring at people at the back of people's heads mm. or like listening to people reprimand their children. Like it, it was really it didn't feel like I was necessarily in a queue. I was just kind of like looking at stuff. That was interesting. I don't know if that makes sense. Now, is it themed similarly as the Millennium Falcon or is it different? Oh, is there as much to see? There's not as much like moving parts, you know, where there's like kind of a pre-show going on necessarily. Mm-hmm. But there's there's stuff to kind of take in and be like, oh, like, why would someone have left that in a cage here in the center of the queue? Right. And, you, you know, you're kind of looking at lights and objects and and stuff like wiring and tubing and like general maintenance stuff that that is not maintenance necessarily for the park, but it's maintenance for an outpost on a okay. <laughs> on a remote desert planet. It was crazy. I'm like, this is somebody really went like on hard for their set dressing. It was it's really nice. Then there's the part where you're kind of sorted into smaller groups. You're kind of like culled down from like a big, huge chunk of people to a smaller group. And I think the smaller group was like maybe 20, 30 people, like nothing crazy. And that kind of sort down experience was about 20 seconds. It was nothing crazy. It was just like, all right, how many, how many, how many? And then you kind of move on to the next stage of the experience. The next stage of the experience was about two minutes long. And that was the one that kind of got everybody in our like small little group to like, where, what's, what just happened? It took you out of Batu and put you in a different situation altogether without spoilers. You just, you're not where you just left. Where's Batu? Like, is that in the movie? Cause I'm like a person it's not. who doesn't even know what it is. It's not, not yet. It's not yet. Yeah. It's not yet. Yeah. Could be coming very soon. That's the thing. I think a lot of people think we're all going to be disappointed if it's not in the next Star Wars movie. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. You don't think think, so? No, I think they're purposefully leaving it out. So it's like a another place that they can pull from later, potentially. I don't know that for a fact. Like, that's not a quote. I just thinking about how things have gone down. I I don't think it is. The Black Spire Outpost has was referenced in solo 
But it was kind of like a, I don't want to say a throwaway line, but they talked, they, they mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, and and maybe it'll be in that way. I don't think they're going to show a, a scene from it. Like, they might be like, oh, you know, on Batu, da 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 So maybe, it, you're right, maybe it is something like that. That w- that would that might be a good draw, just marketing-wise. As a, as a person that knows nothing of Star Wars, it just always, because everybody's <laughs> talking about Batu this and Batu that. Batu that. Like, she know knows nothing yet. She'll, yeah. she'll learn. I will learn the ways. <laughs> so from the change i don't i don't know what else to call it like the changeover experience like the transition yeah there's a transition and from that transition to the next queue because there's like two or three sections where you're going to be waiting so from the transition to the next queue is about another three and a half minutes because there's other stuff happening if you've been on any social media you've probably seen pictures i'm personally not posting anything until monday just because i want to give people a chance to see it for themselves but until um, because Monday, it, I'm not even going to get out there until, like, I'm going to have to, like, block my life. When are, okay, so when are you going to be able to go? I'm just thinking January. Oh. oh. I know, I'm just going to try to not look. I've seen the picture of the stormtroopers. Okay, so that's that's the part where you have, like, kind of three and a half minutes in front of that before the queue. The second queue or the first yeah. queue? Yeah, the, se- the, the second queue. And so wait, I have a question because everybody's mm-hmm. seen the picture of the stormtroopers. I tried not like, to, but I mean, it's everywhere. That's the advertisement photo, basically. Mm-hmm. It, are they a screen or is there mm-hmm. like statues or are there, are they movable characters? They are, um, they are animatronic okay. or, or maybe actual people. Um, okay. qu- quite literally they were moving and so they move. Okay. Yeah, but ever so slightly because they're standing in formation, so they'll kind of like move their heads, like kind of slightly to the. A little bit. Yeah, and it is, um, it's very off-putting, and I'm I don't mean off-putting like I didn't like it. It was like holy crap, this stuff just got real. Like <laughs> it was wild. It was so wild, and I know, like I know what it is, but my mind would not let me think that's what it was because that's not what it looks like. Wow. Does that make sense? So it looked like really real and you were thinking, they're about to shoot me. Yeah, the blasters are coming. I will say um, there's a, you're in like a, a big portal to this outside space, like outer space. Um, so you can see like sh- ships and X-Wing and TIE fighters and stuff flying around in the background. That's, sh- that's not a spoiler because it, it's just pay attention while you're there because you see some stuff and you're like, oh my God. What okay. am I? <laughs> so were you able to recognize any of that stuff from movies or was yeah. it like they reinvented spaceships or whatever? It's 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 what um it's what you would see in the movies. Okay. And y- you have enough time that you can actually like take pictures and stuff and pose in front of oh, everything. Okay. That's making uh, which, sense. Um, yeah, which is super nice. Is there there's a pause because I've seen people doing the posing for the pictures. Is it is there like kind of like a pause in the you know the attraction where you're just uh, you know all right everybody take a photo. Yeah, they it's say just very bizarre get, almost. They say have your uh, it, they call it something like your hollow images or your hollow. Oh. They call it they call it something like now's the time for you to take your hollow images. Okay. Um, like holographic things, but um, so gosh, they're encouraging is, the photo taking in that spot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh. And you, and you have about three minutes. I was going to say, how long would that take? Okay. Three minutes. Yeah. You have about three minutes, three and a half ish. The next section, we had about 15 more minutes in a queue, which was fine. To be honest, there was more stuff to look at. When I say there's more stuff to look at, it's completely different stuff now. Um, now it's you're kind of taking in like announcements and stuff, and and you're you know listening to stuff happening in scenes around you, but you don't know if they're actually happening or if it takes you completely out of your element. So what you think might be just ambient noises might not actually be ambient noises anymore. Mm. Like it, it might actually be happening. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm literally trying to do this without. That's got to be hard. I can giving. tell. I can tell. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah. So once you're, once you're kind of waiting in the second section of the queue, then there, it's kind of a larger group again. And there are, you know, there's a, a twist and a turn here for the line, like where you're waiting. And this this is actually where they do a second height check. So if anybody is like trying to get their kids on and they made it past the first height check and they're like, yes, we're good. They'll check again. Okay. And, and what's the height requirement? It's 40 inches. Okay. Um, I saw them pull two different smaller kids out and check them. Luckily, the kids were of appropriate height. And everybody's like, oh, what's a little height? Well, a little height could be the difference between your precious little one getting chucked out of the side of the vehicle or not. And as much as, you know, we don't want that to happen, it's happened in other parks, other places. So luckily, Disney has our back in making sure that we're always safe. Okay. All right. That just encourages me because if it's 40 inches, that means I'm not going to be scared. Hopefully. Let's cross our fingers. I know, right? (laughs) No. <laughs> no, nope, I'm good I'm, to go. If it's good enough for a 40-inch kid, it's good enough for me. Okay. Have you All been right. on? Have you been on uh, Ratatouille? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So it's an AGV ride vehicle. Okay. So it's trackless. Um, th- none of that also should be a, any spoiler because that's all we've heard about for the past two years. Okay. It seats eight people, two rows of four. Do you get a picture? Um, nope. Oh. Oh, good. There's no photo. And quite literally, they could put it in anywhere because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, they should surprise you. Like when you have like a look on your face, like what? That would be the whole ride though. That's literally the whole entire. So you get parsed down again from the larger group back into a smaller group. You're from however many was in that queue again down to 16. And so two ride vehicles go out together. I'm not going to tell you what happens between the big queue and the next one. Just say there's four minutes in between the big queue and when you actually board the ride. Wow. There's a lot going on. It seems like, you know, like there's all these steps. Yeah. The whole experience was like 31 minutes. That's what I've heard. I remember listening to other podcasts. Yeah, I remember listening to other podcasts a few, like maybe six months ago even, and everyone said two things. It's a perfect ride, and it's very long, you know, from start to finish. Yeah, the ride itself is only like four and a half minutes. Right. But everything that leads up to it, the entire experience is 31 minutes. Like it's not – if if you think – that you're going to get on the ride and it's going to be like Ellen's energy adventure or the great ah. movie ride. And it's like a, you know, a 35, 40 minute thing. That's not what this is. 
Um, but I will say that I have, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this ever. And I don't know that there's anything that's ever going to match up to this. Not in the next several years, at least. So do you think for someone that doesn't know anything or care about Star Wars at all, they going to feel the same way? I think so. See, I because almost I'm, wonder why they would, though, because there's so many references and everything that are ex- that's mm-hmm. exciting for Star Wars fans. I just can't imagine that excitement would carry on for just anyone. Because that Millennium this, Falcon ride, I was kind of like, meh. You know? yeah. yeah, this one, maybe you're right, but the the family in front of us were a mom, a dad, and a teenager. And the dad was a big Star Wars fan, but the mom and the teenager were definitely not. And they were directly in front of us, and she kept turning around going, holy crap, holy crap, did you see that? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then when we got off, she was like, oh my god, I can't believe we just did that. Like, it was... wow. Yeah, oh, I'm excited so, now. So maybe she just realized how much she likes Star Wars in the moment. Mm. But I think that it was, I think it's good for so many different types of ride fans and theme park fans and movie fans and just. Yeah, uh, see, I didn't care about Pandora or Avatar movie. But when I got mm. on that ride, I had the same reaction. Like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that ride. That's amazing. <laughs> so maybe yeah. it would be the same thing. I will tell you, I um, I know the tricks that they were using. And my brain would not allow me to process them as tricks. It was extraordinarily immersive. And I was... My eyes were all over the place at all the time. I'm a very observant person, but that was just, there's so much happening. You don't know where to look and you, and you will miss things. And part of it's by design. They want you to miss stuff. Yeah. You don't want to get everything. If you get everything, why would you go back? Did you go more than once? I can't. Or you couldn't today. Because the of the party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely <laughs> full by 830. From what I've understood and read and the way you're talking, it sounds like, I mean, this is more than just a sit on a ride vehicle, go through a thing, see scenes, and then get off. This is like you're actually in a movie and you're actually, quote unquote, living your Star Wars experience, which is what they're trying to sell for you. So you said it was like about half an hour altogether. It sounds like that was a quick half hour. Like you don't really realize how fast it, how, how long you are in there. Whereas opposed to like Ellen's Energy Adventure, that was a oh, forty-five yeah, no. <laughs> minute ride, right? And and there was a lot of stuff to see, but it was slow moving vehicles and mm-hmm. and you got and this different... one is not slow. Yeah, oh. and, and it, but you're into the kind of like the same space. Whereas it sounds like you're in so many different spaces throughout your whole experience that you're you're it's a fast. It feels faster than it's actually going, which I think is really cool because. I think a good movie, if it's long, doesn't feel long mm-hmm. if it's good. Like, just for example, Avengers Endgame was three hours. It was a quick three hours because there was so much going yeah. on in the movie. Mm-hmm. You kind of like flash before your eyes. And that's what this attraction is feeling like. It's you're, you're moving through scenes. And because mm-hmm. you're actually walking and physically moving through it, it's like you're almost in the movie, which... I think oh, that's yeah. the best part about all of this. Regardless of what the theme is, Star Wars, you know, although Star Wars mm-hmm. is great, but if it was something else, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that it's you're actually in the movie, which I think is really cool. Yeah, so so much so that it doesn't actually it is transformative. Um and that sounds so trite and so cliche. 
but it, it definitely is so immersive that it's not now a movie. It's this is real. This is really happening. This is real life. And this is who I am now. Like that's that's what it is when you're in that moment. Like you are part of the resistance. Yeah. And that's what they're going for, which I think is it was it was great. Unless you're Liza and then you're standing there going, what did I join? What did I sign up for? I I don't remember signing up for this. Where's the Diet Coke? Exactly. (laughs) All right. Okay. So visually, what's your take on it? It's gorgeous. Anything really stand out to you as an artist that really kind of blew your mind? So besides the the figures, just the fluidity there. You you remember how uh, the Shaman of Songs on the the Navi River Journey was just so mind-blowingly amazing. Like, oh my God, she's real. She's really there. That is kind of true. It does look very real. It was that situation for the for everything on this. Wow. It's not just like one. There are like dozens. Now, how long did you wait? So we got there at 645 and we boarded uh, 1236. So about five hours, five and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, it was like after 12 when you were finally getting on. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kelly, could you walk me through, as a beginner, how you actually get that boarding time? Like, as you're coming up to the gates, everybody is telling you, you know, make sure that you sign up for your boarding pass. Make sure you do this. So, um, we had my Disney experience open, and we were trying to sign up for it walking up from the parking lot to the gate, the entry gate. And it will not let you sign up for a boarding party group or whatever until you've actually scanned in. So you have to be inside the park before you can actually even do it. So if you have it open, you have to back out of it entirely to the regular home screen on the My Disney Experience app and then go back into it. So so you need to refresh it, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then it will be on the home screen. It won't be on the add button. Correct. Okay. So as soon as you're there, um, and I can, I can send screenshots if y'all need them, um, but it's as soon as you open the app, it'll say Star Wars Rise of the Resistance access by boarding group. And it says learn how to access this new attraction, discover epic experiences in the new land, find out more. You don't have to click the button anywhere on that little window of the screen. It'll let you access. So you click on it or tap on it and it'll say current land status, now boarding groups whatever through whatever right now they're boarding groups 109 through 127 and then it'll give you the option of checking your status or joining a boarding group i recommend only one person from your party doing it because what happens is if you decide to do it and someone else in your party does it and their connection is a little slower you have to join your two parties and it'll put you in the the higher number so say that i joined a boarding group and it's 54 and you joined it with 73 like three minutes later everybody's gonna have to move to 73 so you just have one person in charge of the boarding pass so it's really important to make sure you're all linked up before you get there yeah so then do they give you like an hour window or does it say report back at how does that work they had in the morning they had a little thing that said estimated time estimated like experience time or estimated ride time or something like that and it would say morning or afternoon or evening and ours said um afternoon and then like an hour later it said evening because apparently um the ride went down for a little bit and so they pushed everybody's time back um but we but we rode like five and a half hours later so we rode at twelve thirty, not 
the evening. So as time progressed, that went away. So it stopped saying estimated time. You were just walking around hoping that things would move fast. Okay. Um, so, and it, and it, I thought it moved pretty fast. Um, like say in five and a half hours and for people out of town, they're like, Oh my God, five and a half hours. That's too long. Yeah. Well, Hagrid's took what? 10 hours that first day. So I think Disney was doing pretty good for five and a half hours for this ride. I don't know what the hourly ride capacity is for this ride yet. They haven't put those numbers out and you can't really gauge how many vehicles are going at once by your experience. Cause if it's your experience, you think two, it's you and, and the, the other eight people. Well, there's gotta be multiple. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And I didn't want to go through um, online and like try to find leaked documents for the, the floor plan. Cause I know they're out there. I just, I don't know. I wanted to experience it fresh. So I was like, y'all, I didn't want to, I didn't want any spoilers. Don't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. I had people there yesterday at the press thing and I, you know, friends who were even working on it and they'd be like, Oh, it's going to be so great. I'm like, I'm so glad that you are making this thing amazing for us. Don't tell me a thing. Wow. That's kind of crazy. I I don't know that I could have done that. Like if I knew people who knew things, I'd be like, um, okay, so, but now that I've made it this far, I kind of feel like I don't want to, No, I don't want to mess it up. You know, I've spoiled myself on ride before like, watching a video and then I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have watched the video. This is the first one I felt this way about. I didn't feel this way about Millennium Falcon. And I don't think I, if I had gone in completely blind for that, I I don't think it ruined anything. I will say I had no frame of reference for Flight of Passage. Mm -hmm. And that made it even more special because like I get in there and I, somebody kept saying, it's like Soren. And so I thought, okay, then you're, you're you're like 30 seconds into Flight of Passage. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, this is nothing like Soren. It is, a thousand times better. Yeah. And Soren's great. So, yay. How exciting. Yay. All right. Rachel had some really good practical questions. Kelly, I, I, I'm a wimp. I mm. cannot write. I mean, I rode my first roller coaster about two years ago. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm Which a baby. one was it? Was it Goofy? Well, okay. I take that back. I mean, about <laughs> 10 years ago, I rode Goofy for the first time. My first roller coaster ever. I ro- yes, so I wrote it laughing. once. I wrote it once. They gave me a little card that said first time flyer. And I never <laughs> rode one again. It scared me to death. <laughs> so, yes, I know. That's awful. And no, so about it's... two years ago, I decided mm-hmm. my son needed to become brave. And I couldn't tell him he needed to be brave if his mom wasn't brave. So I rode Goofy and I made it through. And I've improved a lot. But I even, you know, I did the, what is it, Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. It, that was kind of intense. But I get car sick when, mm-hmm. like, like, it's just bouncing around like that. And so I was a shooter, and I had to look at the wall or my shoes. So I did not get sick on that. Huh. Is this something that would make me sick, number one? And is it something to that? You know, I call them, Chris laughed at me today. I call them Tickle Belly Hills. Oh, but, like, yeah. Yeah, the the hills that you go down and you lose your stomach. Um, you know, there's none the, of that. There's none. I'm gonna lose my stomach on. No, ma'am. I will okay. say that when you they talk about the drop. Um, it's it's without giving too much away. You're in like a little room, and it kind of feels like if you've ever been on um, an elevator 
that when you step onto it, it just kind of like wobbles a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when it, when the elevator stops at the floor, it kind of jiggles down and drops just a tiny little bit. I don't, I don't want to say it's not a drop because what you're seeing and what you're feeling make it feel somewhat like a drop, but then it's very quick and it stops and it's not like, it's not town of terror drop and it's not the barnstorm or where they've got the, the hills or even the slinky dog with the hills that they have. Is it pirates drop? Maybe. Um, it's not even that far. Okay. Is me, it bouncy where I would get car sick? What I would consider bouncy, like car sick bouncy would be the Winnie the Pooh thing. And it's not like that either. It's not like um, that. Is it like it's, smugglers run or star tours where it's like jarring? Not really, because there's okay. not there's not screens directly in front of your face, and it's not it's open on the side, so you can look around and see real stuff really around you. Oh, wonderful! And okay. not projected things. Okay, there like, are projected things, but it's not primarily projected things. Wonderful. So there are things that you know, I can center focus on if I need to, that aren't just always moving around. If I've got to grab my sense of location. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they have handlebars on the back of the seats and on like the on the, like if you're sitting on the second row mm-hmm. um, and probably in the front row too, like up, you know, on at the front, there's like little handlebars for you to grab onto. Do you think it makes a difference where you sit where it's more intense? Is front row or back row more intense? I don't think so because it's it's literally just those two rows. So you're not kind of like on test track where there's just the two rows of three, but this is just two rows of four. Okay. So it doesn't snap you around or anything because it's just a seatbelt. It's okay. not it's not a lap bar or the over the shoulder harness or anything. It's literally just so, you and the tiny little seatbelt. So the ride basically it's more of like a visual experience than like a physical experience. Like like it's not like you are on like a coaster or like you're like <laughs> tickle belly hills. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. You know tickle, like it's or not tickle belly hills. Have, have y'all ever heard that saying? Never, never. I, I in have, my life. I've never heard that. <laughs> Tickle I belly. We would go okay. back road in, and the little hills that would make you lose your tummy, and we call them tickle belly hills. We don't. But. Tick, tickle belly is not in the New Jersey vocabulary. It's, it's I believe tickle that. Belly. It's tickling your belly. Oh, well, that too. Tickle belly hills. <laughs> well, I get it. Belly. Where but, are you? Where are you from, Rachel? I'm from. I'm from Arkansas. I, okay. I gr- Chris didn't even know this. I grew up in a small town called Boonville, and so we didn't have much to do. So you would go. Back road to ride yeah. the Tickle Belly Hills. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said it. So it, it was. It does. It is kind of evocative. You know, you kind of know what's going on, but Tickle Belly. I mean, that's it's cute. Kinda, I like it. It's yes. really cute. With the with the motion, it's not slow moving. It's not like Ellen's Energy Adventure or the Great Movie Ride, where you're just kind of like along for a leisurely cruise you're this thing gets up and it goes um but it's not jerking you around like on the primeval world or dinosaur right it's it's not jerking you around like that it does move fast and it does it does have to go around corners and back up really fast in certain sections and there are things that make it feel like you're rising up or going down but it's not it's not jerking you around doing that 
it is smooth and it feels like I'm trying to think of something like on Soren, you know how smooth it is on Soren when it tilts you forward or like back or yeah. something like that. It's like that, but it's not scary because you're not looking down, you know, a couple thousand feet in the air. Yeah. You're, you're in a building or a, a, you're inside of something. Wow. So now are you still in Orlando or did you go back home mm-hmm. to Jacksonville? Oh, right now I'm in Jacks. Okay. All right. When do you think you'll try to ride it again? Um, hopefully as soon as possible. Um, wow. But the latest would be January. Okay. The other thing, as far as if somebody has like, you know, are there flashing strobe lights or anything like that, that would somebody ought to be concerned about as well? I will say that um, there were flashes of light. Okay. I don't know that I would necessarily call it strobe light, but someone who has um, light sensitivity or some like a seizure disorder or something might be a little bit more prone to, you know, something episodic for this ride just because it's moving fast and there are flashes um, okay. of light and there's, and there's stuff happening like explosions kind of happening and like blasters are going off. So I could see someone that, that is um, that is more sensitive to lights and sounds and, and motion would not be as comfortable on this ride. I'm not okay. saying that everyone would experience it that way because obviously everyone is completely different and everyone's, situation is different um but it it would have been a concern for me like if i if i had someone in my family riding with me that i was like okay maybe we'll try it this once and see how you do one last question um i will not ride dinosaur because i've heard there's that big dinosaur that just comes out and scares you and i'm honestly i'm afraid i'd wet my pants it's not a real um dinosaur you know that I do know that, but I okay. don't do well with things jump out. Well, I close like, my eyes, Rachel. Just close your eyes. But I don't know when it's going to happen. It's I, at the end. I'm, I'm, I close my eyes the whole ride. I'm not going to lie to you. Do you really? I've never seen it. Okay, well, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll try it the next time. But I've just been terrified because, like, I can't watch Harry Potter, the fifth movie, when all of a sudden those creatures, you know, they're drinking out of the fountain and all of a sudden those creatures jump out at him. I mm-hmm. That scared me to death. Don't ever I just ride can't. that ride then in Universal. <laughs> Which one? The Forbidden yeah. Journey. Don't ever do that one. <laughs> there was not um, anything necessarily jump out because as soon as you are on, like, strapped into the ride vehicle and they send you on your way to go do what you're supposed to be doing, it's like go time. So there's not anything jumping out at you and, like, in your face or scaring you or. That's good to know. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't get to go back till April, but. Um, oh, oh man. Um, well, okay. I wanted to, I just looked this up. So on the warning for accessibility things, it doesn't say anything about um, people with sensitivity to flashing lights or strobe lights. Okay. It does mention motion sickness. I, um, I sometimes get motion sickness for moving vehicles specifically for like star tours mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything. Like there was not even like a little, like there was, there was no part of it that was like, okay, mm, like that's a little funny. Um, And I had like a grilled cheese sandwich from Andy's lunchbox right before we got on. That would have done it. You see? So it was, um, (laughs) I just wanted to say that because I, I don't want to give you guys the impression that like everybody should ride this ride because there, there are some people who maybe don't want to ride this ride. I think in, in our family, we have the try it once 
twice if you didn't like it because it might have been an off day for you or the situation not applicable to drugs and other illegal substances. But for experiences Mm. like this, you want to, you know, you want to encourage people to try it because you might get on this and be like, holy crap, that's the first time I've actually enjoyed myself on a ride. Well, I'm definitely going to write it. I'm super stoked. I know nothing about Star Wars, but I'm pretty excited about it, even still. I just have one final question. How many times does Baby Yoda appear? Zero. Oh, that's very disappointing. They missed out. They messed up. They could have had him all over it. It would have been the perfect bride. I'm going to say this out loud, and hopefully someone is listening. They didn't even have Baby Yoda merch. (gasps) <gasps> in any of the the places around. They would have cleaned had, up on that. Oh, are you kidding? They had a little, like, fake knit um, Baby Yoda. And I say fake knit because it was, like, machine knit. It wasn't, like, actually hand knit. But they had a little, like, machine knit Yoda that they had kind of swaddled in something. I'm like, but that's not Baby Yoda. That's old Yoda. Yeah. That was the only thing I saw. All right. I want to make sure that if I answered all of Rachel's questions, because those were good questions. No, you did. And I thank you so much because you've given me more confidence that I can write it. So I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, <you>. yay. <laughs> I will write it with you. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm doing the Star Wars 5K. So oh, cool. my I meet my girlfriend and we're going to go down there for that. So we're going to, you know, and then we're going to go in our little running costumes and go to Star Wars land. Oh, cute. Do you know what your costumes are yet? Oh, no, we're still debating. I like the one. There's a T-shirt that says um, it's got BB-8 and it says roll me to the finish line with like a little tutu (laughs) of BB-8. But she thinks we need something more feisty. Yeah. (laughs) Feisty? I don't know. I might look around, Rachel. Cindy's oh, got a few months. Yes. I, well, I've got to start training for this. It's going to take four months to get ready. So <laughs> I don't know. You'll be fine. You'll do it. You got this. Which I hope they'll let us run through Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if they will or not, but you know, they haven't. Was well, a Star Wars run, right? You would think yeah. that they would totally do let you, know you do what? that. I could totally see it because those the walkway is humongous. Like you could oh, go yeah. in one way and out the other, out through uh, Toy Story, it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it's at the beginning of the race, so it's not like you're about to like die and you can't breathe. <laughs> Don't they? They usually start you out in a parking lot. Oh, that's yeah. fine. So yeah, but it's a five k. They'll be fine. It's not I mean, that far. Well, it is if you're running it. It's not if you're walking like I did. <laughs> yeah, I like the, Yeah, I like uh, prancer size. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. That's what prancer sized. Christina sent me oh, that God. video of that girl. <laughs> that prancer She was prancer sizing. No, but like you mall walk through it, you'll be fine. Oh no, we're we're jogging. I mean, like if we're doing this, we said we were going to run it. The so whole she's time? already been training. Yes. Well, girl, you know what? It's actually hard you. though because like they have so many character meet and greets and fun things to do that you kind of have to stay focused if you really want to run it. But there oh. were people who ran. There was a family in front of us. They had like a grandma who started out in a wheelchair. You know, they had her wheelchair just in case, and like so she gets up and they just. They just jogged slowly the whole time, and she didn't get back in her chair. So, I mean, you know, well, or you could be like us. You know, we didn't run. Yeah, we're excited for the characters and the whole bit. It'll be good. <laughs> Matt runs them, and he, like, runs them. And I say run, but it's more of, like, a convincing shuffle, but it's still, it works. Oh, the convincing shuffle. I like that. 
I like the convincing shuffle. It's a great one. I'm going to go ahead and close this out. So thank you so much for coming on. I was very excited when I found out you were going to be down there because I always appreciate your take on things. So thank you very much. It was so much fun. I just want to thank everyone for listening. If you want, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you are planning a trip anytime soon, please check us out at Main Street and More Travel. We would love to help you out. You could even work with Kelly here or any of the agents on this show or in the agency. And we'd love to help. Good night, everyone. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. No, and and Schwartz, right? And also with you, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then Schwartz, too. If Dark Helmet would pop up, I would be so...